Let us go to God in prayer. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, a triune God, how great thou art. We bless you and keep your commandments, how great thou art. Lord, move me behind the cross that the words of my mouth may be a meditation unto you and that what you bring forth through this vessel will be a blessing unto you for how great thou art. In the name of Jesus, amen. Usher, you may be seated. Thank you for your service this morning. We greatly appreciate the gifts and graces of Miss Joyce Mims, who has served as our lay speaker this morning for the awesome work that the graduation committee put together between the booklet and information and the, just the presentation alone. Thank you, Miss Allen, for stepping in. Thank you for Ms. Elyria Mitchell for your leadership. To Ms. Marietta and the Wesleyan Choir, thank you greatly for your praise because it's to the Lord that we give the praise. Amen? And I thank you just for being the people of God, coming forth this week and just knowing that God is on the throne. It's just a blessing to stand before you. Amen? I want you to think about the miracle of creation. Think about the book of Genesis. Think about the beginning. Think about the word. In the beginning, God created. I say to you graduates, the high school and the college students are the ones that are here, and the other children have gone off in different places, but right here before me sits the high school seniors, class of 2005, and a college graduate who graduated summa, magnum, amen. I'm just glad she graduated. I'm even blessed that she graduated with honors, but though some of us know at times, we're just glad to say some graduate all on but this group is a group of excellence. This group is the top of the crust. When you say, how excellent is your name? And we look at these students, we have to say, oh, how magnificent is their blessing. If I were to ask each one of you, did you ever think this day would come from the point you in at kindergarten to now? It's been a long 12 years. But Tahara, it's been 16. And for every step we take in education and higher education comes another responsibility. You may notice that these students are all wearing caps. They're all wearing their gowns and their collars and their tassels. But even at the next level up comes another level of gaining education, acknowledging going forth with the purpose and the plan that God has for them. In all creation, God did many things. 
He made the land. He made the sea. He made the sky. But the first thing he did was he made the light. He separated darkness from light and sent us forth. These students know what it's like to stay up late at night, to write a paper on top of a paper and look at the situation and say, I have five classes, five papers, three exams, and I have ten days to get it done. They know what it means to stay focused, but it's by their faith and the light and the hand of the Lord that they go forth. I encourage each of you to go to the highest level. You saw that I had taken off my, my hood. It's a collar. Every master degree individual, regardless of where you go in any university, you then move from a castle and just a little collar around to a hood. And the hood, the colors of the hood designate which degree was conferred upon me. The color around the hood indicates the college or the institution that I attended. And even above where I am, there's another step. There's another hood. And even when you get to the doctorate level, you change the hat. Some of you have been to commencements and you see the people with the funny little square hat. And you say, why do they always wear those hats? They have worked hard and long for that funny little hat and that huge drape down the back of their back. But it's the accomplishments by faith that we celebrate today. So I say to all of us, today is a graduation day because God is moving us through this scripture to say, go forth in power. Many of you are familiar with this Matthew passage. It's not a strange one to any of us. It is the passage that is considered the Great Commission. Can anyone say Great Commission? For me, it's a touching passage because it encompasses the very thing that God has called me to go forth. And in his calling me, he has called the church that we are to go forth with power. What does it mean to move forward? Graduates, what does it mean to move forward? There's some excitement. There's some giddiness. There may even be some sadness because you may have been in school with somebody off and on for the last 12 years. You have gone to school with them 10, 9 to 10 months, hung out on the playground, went to gym class with them, was in Girl Scouts, was in top teams with them, and now... You're going one place, and they're going another. When you come out of college, you have been on an extended period of time where you have spring break, winter break, 12 weeks, buying books, writing papers. And then you come home, and your parents say, excuse me, um, I love that you graduated. I'm just excited. But when did you plan to go to work? Now, Tahara may have gotten a scholarship that covered everything, but the student loan people even send you a graduation card because they know that they sent the money to the university and they want to know where you're going to be living because in the next six months they say, blessed be the gift that we gave you. We now want the money back. Six 
months to the day they want a payment. And if you're going to have to make a payment, you might need to have the power to go forward with employment. So yes, I'm talking about the biblical scripture of the Great Commission and how Jesus invited the disciples to do three things before they could take on the job of making disciples. For you see in the book of Matthew, Jesus invites the disciples to first worship the Lord. That's Matthew 28:17. Then in Matthew 28:18, he wants you to see him, to witness the presence of a most high Jesus Christ. So he first says, worship the Lord thy God. Then he says, witness me. By the time you get to verse 19, he says, you need to be washed in it too. Baptized in the most high and gracious power of a moving God. Well, on this Sunday where celebrations and accomplishments are truly what we're lifting up, these students couldn't achieve it without the Lord. For you see, they needed their faith. They needed the favor of a great God. They needed the prayers of their parents and their grandparents in this church and the community. They needed loving and caring teachers. They needed people like you and me. They are a testament of the power of the Most They are a testament of the power of staying the course. Because they didn't have to earn the degree. Some of you realize that once you get past high school, your degree plan changes. They give you a certain number of credits and they expect you to complete them in a timely manner. But to hire or tell you, there's some professional students at Wiley. They've been there when y'all came. To hire, graduated, and they still just taking one more course. But these students followed the script. They finished the course. They ran a persevering race and completed this season. But before they can step off, and go forth, they've got to worship God. They've got to witness that Jesus is running and ruling and having his way in their life. And they've got to accept that if once you've been washed in the blood, ain't no turning back. For you see, they have the power to grow, and we have the power to grow into the people that God has called us because of the grace given to us that comes from the Lord on high. And see, the power is in knowing what the Trinity is all about. The power is in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Don't leave away the last part of the Trinity thinking you can get along without the Spirit. Put a pen in this, college students. Everybody don't do the Spirit the same way. Don't judge somebody else's walk. Let God convict your heart. But the Holy Spirit sometimes makes us quiet. Other times it'll make us shout. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will let us just pause and say, 
say it's only by the grace of a most high loving God that I passed this part of the exam because I didn't know all the questions, but somehow, not only did I pass, but I excelled. Again, if this sermon had to have a title, it would be Go Forth. Well, you see, Genesis 1 simply says, in the beginning, God created. And the reaction to all his creativity from the beginning to the end was that it is good. And that God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. It's a praise song that we all know and familiar with, but it's a big reason to worship God. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. That ought to resonate in your spirit. That ought to make you say, when I go on that job interview, all I have to do is step in, prepare, cover with the blood of the Jesus, the love that I know, and say, I said, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. I'm going to get the career that God has designated for me because I've been a good and diligent student. Weeping may endure for night. You may flunk a course. And I encourage you high school seniors, wherever you go to college, make sure you know when dropping ad day is. Right, Tahala? She's brilliant, and some of us are just good students. There's a difference between brilliance and good. But we all have the greatness of God within us. But every now and then we need to keep our eye on the dropping ad schedule. If your midterm doesn't look as good as you thought it should have looked and you done met with your professor a couple of times and you just not really in the mix with this one, you might want to know when dropping ad is. Because if your scholarship is contingent upon you keeping a 3.0, you need to know. If you got to take 12 hours, but your scholarship says, I mean, if you have a scholarship that requires you to take 12 hours and keep a 3.0 and you've taken 15 and that 15th one, that last three-hour course is going to break your average and you're going to miss your scholarship, you might want to rethink that thing. Use those books, sell them back to the half-price bookstore, save them for the next semester. Maybe a professor teach again and use the same book. But I'm giving you a tip of the day. Don't miss your calendar because dropping ad is important. Don't drop more because your parents will try to figure out what is going on with my finances. Be good, diligent students in the name of Jesus. That was for the college students. Sorry, I had to ease over into that. Well, truly I say to you, God has set the example because he creates, he provides, he sustains, he blesses, he loves, he cares, and he does know how to rest on the seventh day. That one's for us. That one's for everybody. The seventh day is critical. Some of us forget about rest, me included. But in the name of Jesus, God rested and so should we. So I encourage all of us, if we're going to worship the Lord and bless Jesus' people, and before we go forth, learn how to rest in the Lord every day of your life. But don't hesitate to take a Sabbath. Mr. Harrison taught me something one day. He said, we might get together tomorrow. I'll need to get in touch with you in the morning. When I got in touch with Mr. Harrison, he said, this is not the best day. Call me again tomorrow. 
when I had a chance to see Mr. Harrison, he said, I just felt like I needed to rest a little. Take a page out of Mr. Harrison's book. Take a page out of God's book and take a little rest. Yes, we should worship God for his mercy and his love. And we know that his grace is everlasting. But we need to learn how to worship him because how great thou art. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He has created all the earth. Thus saith the word in Genesis. Yes, go forth and worship the Lord. After you worship the Lord, the disciples secondarily saw the fact that they knew who Jesus was. And they proclaimed, he proclaimed, Jesus proclaimed, all authority in heaven and earth had been given unto him. Can you imagine seeing Jesus right before your eyes and knowing that God is in Jesus and Jesus is in God and that you see the glory of the Lord? You've driven over the Martin Luther King Bridge on a day when the sun was going down and it looked like a magnificent something out of a postcard picture and you had to say to yourself, what a glorious sight. But that sight doesn't even summarize the glory of the Most High God. Maybe you saw Jesus in the eyes of small children when they smiled. Or maybe you saw it in the glance of a stranger. Or maybe you saw Jesus on the corner when the homeless people came to get a meal. Or maybe somebody saw Jesus in you. But the key thing is to know, look to Jesus not look for you. Because the key thing is to know God and know that Jesus manifests the love here on earth and in it from heaven and that he told his disciples to believe in me and to love me because the power will come from the promises I have made you. Therefore, if you were to go forth in power and witness the love and mercy of Jesus Christ, you've got to acknowledge that Jesus is the Lord. Yes, graduates, there's a lot to do. There's more to be achieved. But don't pack your faith in your high school notebooks. Don't pack your faith up in your college notebooks. Don't even put it on the shelf. Don't even lay it down. Carry it forth with you at all times. I don't want you to miss anything that God has. Then finally I say to you, I encourage you to know that each of you, every one of us, has been bought by a price. For you see, Jesus gave up his life for each and every one of us, stepped in and absorbed our sins, gave us salvation and the promise of a comforter. And that's why it's important that we know the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For it's through them all that we become empowered. It's through it all that we get to know who God really is. Ultimately, the goals of Jesus Christ is to have a relationship with each and every one of his children. 
that includes you, 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 you and all of us. He doesn't want to leave any of us out. I will close with this. 2 Corinthians 13, 11 through 13. College students, write it down. This might be your first exam question. High school seniors, write it down. It might help you get through that tiring moment when your roommates have gotten on your lap. High school students, you're changing, you're moving, you're growing, but you still have a time of foreverness in your mama and daddy's house. And you'll come home next summer transformed, and they'll be the same. You might need this scripture. It simply says, finally, my brothers and sisters, I bid you farewell. Put things in order. Listen to my appeal. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints will greet you along the way. Everybody who's been at that university who knows what is going on will see the glory in you. And then it simply says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the sweet Holy Spirit be with you now and ever. I want you to understand how it is. Every day you're given the opportunity to go forth and make disciples. But first, connect with us. It's through the worshiping of a great God. Secondly, seek Jesus in everything that you do. And witness the power of a most high God. And thirdly, darling, don't forget the Spirit. Don't leave home without it. Don't go forth without being baptized. Don't let the reign of God come down and operate through you in everything to do. I say to you this day, Go forth. Rise and climb to the heights. The sky is the limit. Be the child of the Most High God that he has planted in your heart. Don't fear for nothing. It only starts with the first step of believing that God loves you. And to quote that phrase, it's all good. Yes. I invite everyone to stand and worship the Lord as the doors of the church are open.